to Pour the Tea with Tiss and Nate. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to these first couple of episodes. We are very, very excited to have you guys join us on this journey. I cannot tell you how proud I am of these first couple of episodes. And we do want to let you know that there is going to be a small break in between episodes while we wait for the holiday season to wrap up. But we will be right back in the middle of February for you guys, just in time for Valentine's Day, with several more episodes, lots of more guests, yes. hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on what Rand Paul says. Who knows? Ugh. But we're so excited. Thank you, guys. Enjoy. This is our very, very first episode that you guys are getting ready to watch of Pour the Tea with Tiffany. It's going to be so awesome. We had such a fun conversation that day. Yeah. So I'm very excited, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Please remember to like, rate, subscribe, share, all that fun jazz down in the comments down below that area. You know what I'm talking about. You've done, you've done this. <laughs> That's so funny. And then, yes, guys, um, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please go ahead and put that in the comment box below. We will put all of our socials in the description box for you guys. And we look forward to talking to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> but anyway, um, so I think like when I remember my first election, the only sort of like teenage involvement programs were whatever your school had of like young Democrats and young Republicans yeah. of America. Yeah. But there was no real outreach, there was no real way to actually talk about things. And so I feel like we've gone from this place where when I was 18 and just voting for the first time, the only things I knew were what were available on CNN and Fox. Okay. More often than not Fox because that's what my parents watched. And so therefore I, even though I voted liberal, I still was looking at it through the lens of a conservative viewpoint because of that. Right. Versus now you have even people like uh, David Dobrik, yeah. who's not even old enough to vote, and the man's giving away Teslas so that people could vote. Yes. And that is not only incredible, but insane to me. Also, David Dobrik, I would could use a set of keys, would not be upset. You can just send me your old one if it's got 100,000 miles on it. Insurance is cheaper on the older models. Just facts. <laughs> I accept. Look, I'm wearing your merch right now. <laughs> Target, come for me. But, um... <laughs> we just go on these tangents. tangents. It's we fine. Do. It's, it's okay. Tr it's truly we're gonna We're gonna figure that out season two. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, we'll mean that we'll get paid more, so somebody will be cracking the whip in some way. Right, they'll be like a producer yelling at us. Like, and so I think one of the big things for me as well is... So obviously, like, there's three years between us. Yes. Um, I am not going to say our age, but I'm... It's okay. I'm an old man. I was say, I'm getting closer to 30 every day. I'm already there. <laughs> and every time that I think back to where I was at 18 years old, even into, like, my early 20s, mm -hmm. I think about how basically if I wanted to do anything politically... Yes. especially in the small Catholic town that is St. Louis slash St. Peter's. Mm. They're the same thing, let's face it. Um, you basically ran into this issue where you were this tiny blue dot in this giant sea of red. And so if your voice was heard, it was probably not in a positive context. True. Um, and then clearly like we had years and years and years of strife in St. Louis and then nationwide. Um, Ferguson hit, and immediately we jumped into this bigger divide of, oh, well, you supported the protest, therefore you're a bad human being. Oh, you were against the protest, you're a bad human being. Yes. And so it didn't feel like, at least for me, until the last three or four years, I didn't feel like there was a good dialogue whatsoever. Right. And so I am thrilled for things like TikTok, may she rest in peace, we'll find out. But I'm thrilled for social media because it allows younger people to get a voice out there in a way that I could never. Come into 2020 and these kids dealt with so much. And, and maybe one day we'll, we'll talk about that, about mental health issues and, and what it's like living in a coronavirus world. But they still got out there and they voted. They did the mail-in ballots. They yeah. were speaking with their grandparents and parents and great-grandparents and having, like, these open discussions. And it's something that you don't often see, especially uh, in a minority home where kids are, like, expressing how they truly feel to their parents and, and wanting to find a way to not change someone's mind, but to 
give them a better understanding of why they think or why they believe what they believe. And then to see their white counterparts having their backs and being so open and honest with uh, their parents who may be a little bit more conservative or maybe full-on full just, like, racist or, yeah. you know, just, like, not even racist, just be like, hey, I'm a Trump supporter. But then their kid says, well, I'm supporting this candidate and these are the reasons why. Like, being completely educated on the reasons why you're voting for somebody, I've never seen that in the three... Yeah, this is the third election that I've had. So, yeah, like, that's crazy. Or is it the fourth? I guess it'd be the fourth, because I, I voted in three three presidential elections. Obama, Obama, Trump. So, yeah, this is the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the other thing that has always made me curious, especially this election has kind of shown me, we always kind of see the automatic assumptions of how people are going to vote. Right. So obviously the polls in 2016 were a massive thing because we were automatically of the assumption that, you know, the black community was going to go for Hillary, the Latino community was automatically going to go for her, and then, like, old white people were going to vote for Trump. Mm -hmm. And then clearly that did not happen. No. And then this time around, even... You had the same exact people getting the exact same predictions of like the Latino vote. See, they're they're registering in high numbers. Obviously, that's good for Democrats. But what they don't understand is you can't take that vote for and as a given whatsoever. No, no, you can't. And especially like so within my family, I have ten siblings, and we run the gamut from far left to very conservative, mm -hmm. and. For the most part, I feel like we're able to sit down and, like, have conversations. Obviously, much like any family, we're able to get into some spouts as well. Right. But at the end of the day, like, they're still my siblings. And you love them. And I love them. Yes. As frustrating as some of the things that people voted for them do, I still love my family 100%, would not trade them for anything. With that being said, I come from a very sheltered place where... I'm white. Mm -hmm. I am six foot two. Yes. And prior to transitioning, I kind of had this build of don't fuck with me. Mm. Like, I'm not ashamed to say that prior to transitioning, like I had a full lumberjack beard because I was going down this giant rabbit hole of, I'm not sure what I am, but I know what I'm supposed to be. So let's try to be that as much as is possible. Wow. And I've always wondered... As a white person, I've always felt bad because I feel like I'm not a good ally and that I sit here and I try to listen and I try to do my best, but I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And I think part of that as well is I will never understand the black experience, right. the Latino experience, the Middle Eastern experience here in America, let alone that compounded with the queer black experience. And But you know what? That's a really good first step, though, to openly admit that you'll never understand that experience. But the fact that you try, the fact that you're willing to sit there and listen and to educate yourself, like, that's, that's the first step. And a lot of people are so afraid to combat the views of others, especially when it comes to a situation where you're black, you're queer... Or you know, black or brown, whatever, because they they really don't want us all. You know what I'm saying, but you know, we work for a boss, and this man is so amazing, and 
It would be lovely if we can get him on the show. Oh, wonder- I I did message him today. Okay, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. But we work for a boss who has unapologetically giving absolutely no Fs to give. Yeah. When it comes to treating people poorly, uh, racism in his store. When it comes to to the LGBTQ community, like he is such an ally. Like if you've yeah. ever wanted to look to somebody to be a cisgender white male in a position of power, but to be a, an absolute 100% ally, it would be him. Yeah. And until he decides that he wants to be on the show, I won't say his name, but I'm so privileged and so blessed to have him in my life. I'm just so, it's such a privilege and honor to know who he is and to get to work with him every single day. Like, And then to also have these personal relationships because he has a personal relationship with every person that works for him. Yeah. Like, and that's so amazing to me because you don't see that often. And, and I just, come on the show. 100% come on the show. Um, and I think part of the reason why I, I really like him as a boss, not only as a boss, but as a person as well, is when I first moved to this area, yes. I was already working with the company and I knew I was coming out here, so I applied for a couple of positions, but I was still like very early in my transition process. Yes. Yes. I had told a few people at my prior location that I was transitioning, and some of them have been incredibly instrumental and helpful. Wow. And I interviewed as a cis white man. Mm-hmm. I accepted the job as a cis white man. And it wasn't until two or three weeks after I had gotten the job, mm-hmm. that I had felt this like need to be like, hey, I'm coming to your area. I am going to be working for you. You are going to be my boss. I do not want to come to this area with you thinking that my name is something other than Tess. Wow. I don't want to come to this brand new location and bring all the baggage of my life prior to this, yeah, with everyone having known me in my former life as a cis white male. Yes. And even though like I privately had been kind of transitioning for quite a while and knew I was questioning what I was feeling mm-hmm. to the point that like my, t- my mental health was struggling quite a bit, I did not want to bring that with me. And the only thing I ever had to hear from to know that he was going to be my favorite boss was awesome. I'm glad to hear it. We actually have a couple of people in the store that are also transitioning. If you have any questions, please feel free to hit me up. I can set you up with this person if they're comfortable talking. Um, if you ever need help, the company gives you employee assistance. And like, even before I stepped foot in this man's store, he had my back. Yeah. And that was just incredible to me. He calls me his mini-me. <laughs> like, and it makes me feel so good because in so many ways, like, we are very similar. Mm-hmm. And yet we're so different. But it works. And yeah. I enjoy working with him and being around him. He makes me feel like I'm a better human being. I'm going to let you let me get emotional right now. <laughs> he, But he's, like, the most amazing boss. And, like, we have so many young people that are being yeah. molded right now by this awesome, awesome guy. And I think it's like, it turns your day into a brighter day. He 
excites you about, you know, everything that he's talking about. And he's so knowledgeable about so many different things. And, like, he knows literally everybody in our city. It's like, how do you know all these yeah. people? Nothing will ever be funnier than hearing this man over the radio say, hey, such and such person just came in. He's not wearing a mask. Feel free to remind him to put it on. <laughs> he's very accommodating. He he's He's not a person that is going to make you feel bad. However, he always has everyone else's interests, their best interests, yeah. in his heart and on his mind. And I feel like that is something to be admired. Yeah. And I will say, so conversely to that, obviously, like, we are near 30 or past 30, and we are in this place where we're lucky enough to have this boss. If you were to look back and say to your 16 or 18-year-old self, hey, this is where you're going to end up. This is how things are going to go. I would have laughed at myself. Our current boss reminds me of an old boss that I had. His name was Matt. Um, I worked at Sonic Drive-In in college for about three years. Okay. Out of the four years that I worked, uh, that I went to college. So, Matt was literally one of my favorite humans. Um, and sadly, tragically, he passed away. Um two years into me working for uh, the company and he literally went like Michael Jackson died he knew Michael Jackson was one of my favorite uh, artists so Matt and his wife went to the Vegas Cirque du Soleil show and uh, they got backstage and he got a t-shirt signed for me from all the dancers and I still have that t-shirt to this day I at the time that I was 19 and 20 mm -hmm. I was hanging out with a couple of co-workers who were a bit older than myself okay and I was drinking a lot with them Ooh. to the point that one of them was a bartender and we would go over to her place, get quite inebriated, Ooh. and I would come in kind of hung over the next day yeah. and I didn't think much of it. And I think part of that was those were my close friends and even those people did not know I was out. And so I had this boss who I came in one day and he had started making jokes about like me hanging out with a coworker who was also male mm -hmm. um, prior to me transitioning. And so he would make these very inappropriate jokes for months and weeks on end. And so I finally got the courage to just be like, you know what, this is not appropriate. This is why it's not appropriate. And I came out mostly as a way of saying, you know, hey, I know you think this is funny, but, but like offensive. as a queer person, this is offensive. And so I think to me, it comes down to this place of I'm lucky as an adult, but I cannot sit here and promise kids that are coming up in a very similar way that everything's going to be hunky-dory because I know it's not going to be. But I also know that if it wasn't for people like our current boss, yeah. like quite a few of our coworkers, yeah. um, like some of my deepest friends, those are the people that kept me going, and those are the people that have survived in my life for almost a decade. I know, obviously, we wanted to jump in, and one of the big things is, obviously, this is a new channel. This is a new yes. podcast. Yes. Um, we're not getting paid, like I was joking <laughs> about, but also, like, send them checks, won't be mad. Please. But speaking of sending checks, yes. um, one of the organizations that, especially as a young adult, I learned about mm -hmm. was the Trevor Project. Love the Trevor Project. And 
I had heard about it initially because like someone in my family was very big into like the Fosters and a bunch of the like CW shows. Yes. And at some point, like a link on the show had jumped up and they were like, you know, hey, if you're thinking about suicide or anything of that nature, reach out to the Trevor Project. Jeez. And I did not actively talk about my depression, did not actively talk about my anxiety. Um, I still have trouble talking about that sort of thing today, mm -hmm. even though I am doing better. And part of what helped me through that was being able to reach out to the Trevor Project. Yeah. Um, especially because when you talk to someone, they are either all, they are either queer or they are queer adjacent. And so they are able to offer you resources that maybe another hotline was not able to give. Or worse, wow. if you reach out to a hotline and it ends up being some like Jesus organization that they just want you to go to church and that's how you're going to solve your problems. Um, they are phenomenal. I cannot speak highly of them enough. Um, please, if you, anyone you know, anyone you love needs help, needs someone to talk to, trevorproject.org, please go check them out. Yes, and we will post a link um, down in our description box below if you guys are watching us or if you're listening to us, just remember trevorproject.org. So I do genuinely want to ask, uh -huh. as somebody that is in their 30s, is a person of color, is queer, is in this place of your life, what would you like to say to the young queer, the young gay, the young trans, the young people? Yeah. So something that I would like to say to young people, and I'm going to try to keep this brief, just be exactly who you are and, and get to know exactly who you are. Don't rush to be like others. Be yourself. And if yourself is somebody who's fun, exciting, that's great. If you're more shy, that's great. If you want to wear painted nails, and this is whether you're queer or, or trans or, or bi or straight or whoever, just any young person out there, be exactly who you are and who you want to be and know that you are loved and you are special. There's not one person on this earth that is exactly like you. Only you can be exactly like you. And when those people in your life that are putting you down and making you feel less than, don't don't let that be a thing that brings you down, but push through that and, and be that beautiful butterfly that you're going to be when you get out there into the world. Don't rush to, to date every person that you see. Don't rush to have sex or hook up or like I hate hook, hookup culture. Um, but get to know who you are and, and become happy with yourself so that when you are ready to share yourself with someone else, that it's coming from a healthy place. It's honestly genuinely really sweet. It's fine. I'm getting flustered. It's <laughs> fine. Um, and I, I have to piggyback off of that and say, like, even if I could just simply say to myself when I was 15, it's okay and it's normal to feel how you were feeling especially when you are initially going through those phases of feeling like you don't belong, feeling like you're different, feeling like you don't fit that mold that you think you're supposed to fit. And to that I say, experiment.
not experiment in the way that you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to like go down a path that you're not comfortable with. I mean, sit down, look at YouTube, you look at TikTok, look at any source that you have and see, okay, maybe or maybe not, I feel like I might fit near this or adjacent to this. And just listen to the other queer voices or the other straight voices. But number one, more than anything else, do not ever feel like it's inappropriate to love yourself. Do not ever feel like you are wrong for loving yourself, for being who you are. And whether you're religious, you're agnostic, or you are completely out of left field in any way, do not ever feel like it's inappropriate to tell the people you love and the people that you are around that you don't think they're right. Love yourself. We love you. We want the best for you. Like I mentioned, time and time again, trevorproject.org, Planned Parenthood has incredible resources, especially for the trans community. Um, whether you're in a state that has one or not, um, their website is phenomenal. The Human Rights Campaign, ACLU, so many resources. Please just do a little bit of homework. And if you have questions, hit us up. Yeah. We, we're active online. Um, I have zero shame in answering questions. Feel free to hit us up. Yeah, And we'll, we'll include all that fun stuff somewhere down, down there. Yes. For those of you who are watching this show, all of our social media links individually and together are going to be posted in the description yeah. box down below. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, just search Pour the Tea with Tiss and Nate on all social media platforms and you'll be able to find us. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this very first episode. Yes. I had so much fun. Thank you so I'm much. So excited for this season. And season one is gonna be so great. We've got some really awesome ideas and some really great stories that we want to tell yep. and that we want to share with you all. Thank you guys so so much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.